baptism. We're going to learn all about it this morning. So if you came and you got some questions or you're not sure about it, or if you're like, just shut up, Pastor. I want to dive in before I change my mind. <laughs> well, you got to wait because we want you to know what you're doing. Everything in the kingdom of God is to be received by faith. Everything we receive from God, we receive by faith. We don't receive it by feelings. We don't receive it by um, works. We receive it by just faith in him and what he said and what he did. He provides everything. And it's no different with baptism. Baptism is something that we do by faith. Not because it's something we just kind of feel like doing or whatnot. So before we do baptism, I want you to understand what it is so you can put your faith in it. Like, what does God's word say so that I can put my faith in what he said and do what he's calling me to do, right? So it's an exciting time of celebration as we learn what water baptism is. And more importantly, when we put God's word into practice, right? It is awesome to know the Word of God. It's important to memorize it, to shove it away in your heart and in your mind so you won't sin against God. But isn't that the key? If it stays in your heart and if it stays in your mind, anybody ever get really badly constipated before? It's really not a good thing. Very uncomfortable. Um, I don't, yeah, he's not here this morning, so I share with him. It wasn't constipation, but um, Tim Harkle wrote, he had his appendix out once. And, um, and something had happened in his, his, his you know, digestive system that his body would not release gas. You know, because they have to bloat you up big time for those endoscopic surgeries or whatever they're called, you know. And he, he couldn't get rid of that. And he was like, I've never wanted to burp so bad in my life. Like, he was in horrific pain, praying to God to let him fart or burp, you know. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of Christians that they think that is their entire existence. It's just shoving everything in and keeping it there. That's not healthy. We are filled to be emptied, okay? It's a natural process. Spiritually, we don't want to be constipated. We want to be filled up to be emptied out, right? Whew. That's why we fill ourselves with the word of God. Not so that we can be boastful and arrogant because we know something you don't. Because we're somebody in Christ. We do it so that we can help encourage others. So that we can serve them and honor them and pour out into their lives. Thus, gather, grow, and go. <laughs> right? Gather, grow, and go. And you'll probably never read that word as you leave these uh, walls ever the same again. There is a baptism. <laughs> there, there is a requirement to baptism. A requirement. And that requirement is just that you've been saved. You've been saved. And we're going to talk about what that salvation is. Jesus did what you could never do. He lived a perfect, sinless life. Every single one of us, born into sin. You know, I remember Daryl, I'll never forget this. Daryl taught us there's two ways to salvation. And I cringed and and... Should I really trust this new guy to be teaching our people, you know? Until I heard what the two ways were, and I'm like, oh, yeah. You either got to do that, live a perfect, sinless life on your own, right? Or you got to put your faith, which you can never do, or put your faith in Jesus, the one who has. And he did it for you. He didn't do it for himself. 
He was just fine seated up there in the heavenly realms, right? Looking down on us because he's perfect and we're a bunch of, you know, screw-ups. He was perfectly fine, but he chose because he loves us so deeply. Because he's so crazy about us and he has so much he wants to give us. He couldn't stand the thought of, first of all, us not being together. Don't you hate it when there's something between you and a relationship with somebody and you don't know what it is and you can't pick it out and it's just like, I just want to be myself around you. I want to get this thing out of here. That's what Jesus wanted to do. Only he knew what it was. It was sin. He was tired of this separation, this awkwardness, this, you know, he just wanted to fully reveal himself to us and us to be fully known by him. He wanted pure, full intimacy with us. And sin was just getting in the way of that. Dealt with it. He dealt with it on his own. Um, and so, um, yeah, you, you receive it by faith, obviously. We're going to talk about that. But back in the day, so why do you need to be saved? I kind of already shared a little bit about it. Um, in the beginning, God created absolutely everything perfect. How did he create it? Perfect. Can you imagine? He was just walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. He hung out with them. And guess what? They were naked, and there was no shame. They didn't care. And it wasn't just a physical nudity. They were fully known by God and God fully known by them. There was a pure intimacy that just did, nothing else mattered, you know. They lived life together. And then, y'all know what happened. God said, you can have anything you want. You can do anything you want. Except for that one tree. Just, just don't eat the fruit from it. You can look at it, you can hang out under it, you can do whatever you want. Just don't eat the fruit from it. And of course, Satan came and tempted her, and, and then she tempted him, and then you, you know what happened from there. So from that moment on, that was before they had children. From that moment on, every single one of us have been born into sin. We are born spiritually dead. That's why Jesus said in John 3, 3, that we must be born again. Remember, Nicodemus was all creeped out by that teaching until he understood it. Got to be born again. Not born of blood and water, but born of the Spirit. Um, God gave us his word to teach us the right way to live this life that he gave us. And essentially, whatever we do outside of that is considered sin. Either not doing what you're supposed to do, or doing what you know you're not supposed to do. Just not living this life rightly. That's what sin is. Missing the mark, missing the target. All of us are born into sin, which means not only are we spiritually dead, but that means unless something changes, we're going to be spending an eternity away from God. God gives us each a lifetime, a lifetime of opportunity to just receive what he's given us. But in the end, he honors our decision. Praise be to God, we, none of us have to be destined for hell, though. Not a single one of us. It is the will of God that all would repent. That all people would receive his salvation, right? That's the will of God, according to 2 Peter, I think, 3, 9. Correct me if I'm wrong there. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> but he leaves the choice of us because love requires a choice. He doesn't force us to do his will. He just opens up an invitation for us to receive it. Because none of us could ever live rightly on our own because we're all born into sin. God came in the flesh. 
flesh, born not of flesh and blood, but born of spirit. The Holy Spirit, you know, the immaculate conception, um, you know, when Mary was uh, impregnated by the Spirit. He was born not of sin. He was born sinless. He was weak. He was tempted. He was tried in every way that we are. Yet he always made the right choice. He always overcame sin. Then he willingly took on death on a cross to pay the penalty for our sin. He did not owe that debt. He didn't owe death because of his sin. And because of that, because he paid the price that he didn't owe, he can now freely give it to everybody and anybody. And he offers it up to every one of us, any who would hear and receive it. Then, when we do put our faith in Jesus and say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. I give my life over to you. I will follow you all the days of my life. By simple faith, we're born again. That very instant, that very moment, your eternal life begins. Not when you get raptured home or you kick the bucket. Your eternal life begins the moment you receive his salvation. He marks you with his Holy Spirit. He places his presence within your life. And from that moment forward, he says that you are a new creation. He says the old's gone. You're new. You are new. Water baptism is literally just a way to symbolize that. I died to my old self, and I'm rising up again as a new person in Christ. Right? That's it. Very simple. Very simple. So for those getting water baptized today, I want to congratulate you. You're living life by faith, right? You're doing what God's called you to do. You're just living life by faith. Not only have you received his free gift of salvation, but you are declaring today death to that old self. I'm a new person. Tired of that old person. Tired of that person. We're going to put to death that old person, and we're going to breathe life into this new creation that I am. So this is what the word of God teaches about baptism. What is it? It's literally the Greek word baptizo. Which, you'll never guess what this means. It literally means to immerse or submerge. So why do we baptize the way that we do and, and not just do the, 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 the cool little... I'm too fat for this. The, the sprinkling. <laughs> why do we not sprinkle for the same reason that when I go to, um, you know, the steakhouse and I order a steak, I don't get a Coke. Because a Coke ain't a steak and a steak ain't a Coke. Why do we baptize? Because we baptize. We submerse. We emerge because that's what it means. It's literally what it means, you know? I mean, I, I don't know why we complicate things in the body of Christ. It's so simple. <laughs> we first find people being water baptized, submerged, emerged in water for a spiritual purpose when we find John the Baptist. He was baptizing people in the Jordan River. He proclaimed that he was preparing the way for the coming Savior by calling everyone to repent. By calling everyone to be forgiven of their sins. And this is what, um, what John said here. Uh, I'm out of order here. I'm out of order. Yeah, there's two different baptisms that the scriptures speak about. Baptism of the Holy Spirit and water baptism. But we're talking about water baptism right now. We'll talk about the other here soon because it's pretty fun as well. 
But in Mark chapter 1, verse 4, and I'm reading this from the New Living Translation because I like the way that it states it. John the Baptist was in the wilderness and preached the people should be baptized. Why? Why are we baptized? To show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. So why do we want to baptize? To show people that we've already been forgiven. We've been forgiven of our sins. We've repented. We're a new person. We find in Luke chapter 3 that even Jesus himself, he didn't have anything to repent of. He had no sin. But yet Jesus himself lived the example for us. Luke chapter 3. He came to be water baptized by John. Here we also first learn of the, the other baptism, the second baptism of the, the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. Jesus received them both simultaneously. You may receive them both simultaneously here today as well. You may be water baptized and spirit baptized all at the same time. Woo, let it happen, yeah. Luke chapter 3, verse 15 through 16 and 21 to 22, just for time's sake, says this. The people were waiting expectantly. Anybody expectantly waiting on God to do something? You better be, that's called hope. They were eagerly expecting and they were wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. They're wondering, is this the one? Is this the guy? John answered them all. They were wondering in their hearts. He knew what their hearts were thinking. And he had to let them down because he spoke the voice of truth. He said, I baptize you with water. But one is coming who is more powerful than I. The straps of whose sandals... I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He will baptize you with fire. When all the people were being... When I read this account, I can't help but thinking about Elijah. Whenever they, there's the showdown of the, of the Baal worshipers, and he watered down that thing. We watered down our lives, but man, whew, doesn't stop the fire of God from falling, does it? It licked up that altar... The wet wood, the stones, the dirt, everything. It burned it up. That spirit, fire, baptism. But, G but then John went on in verse 21. He said, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. As he was praying, heaven was opened. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And then a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Now, just to do sort of a little side theological training here, this is one of the areas that we clearly see the Trinity, right? We believe in the triune Godhead. He exists as three in one. One God, but three separate distinct persons, right? My blow sign, I had to pull, pull that back out. Three in one. Here you see the Son... In physical bodily form, you see the father, well, you hear the father saying, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. And you also see the Holy Spirit descending in bodily form. You see all three distinct yet in one. Then as John the Baptist explained, he said that water baptism is a way of showing people had been uh, forgiven, forgiven of their sins. Water baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. It's sort of how we teach it here. You know, it's an outward sign of an inward change. I'm already saved. I'm already forgiven. I'm not being water baptized to be forgiven. I'm already forgiven. 
Because I received it by faith. I asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins, to save me. We fall back in submersion into the water, symbolizing the death of our flesh, the death of our old self. Then we rise up out of submersion to symbolize that we have risen to life with Christ, right? The Holy Spirit has risen us back to life as a new creation, cleansed and righteous in his sight. So that's what water baptism is. Normally we, we immerse or we submerge our bodies into water for what purpose? Anybody ever take a bath before? By, by the you guys are separated, I can tell who bathed and who didn't this morning. <laughs> right? We bath, we submerse, we emerge ourselves, whether it's under the shower head or under water to, to, sorry, to cleanse ourselves. Do I have buttons unbuttoned? Yeah, that's why I don't wear this shirt too often. Anyways, you going to fix me or what? can't read minds normally we do it to clean dirt off of our body right we sort of do this symbolically to show that jesus right jesus has cleansed us of all of our sin he has washed our sin away under the flow of his grace his grace flood is the, the the shedding of his blood that that forgave us of our sins it's a pledge showing our salvation, showing other people, proclaiming, declaring to them that you've been forgiven. Since baptism is a symbolic, um, a symbolic act of a, okay, <laughs> a symbolic act of a conscious decision, that's why we choose to baptize only those who are old enough to consciously make that decision. And we leave that up to parents when it comes to children. You know, it's completely up to the parents. If you feel that your child understands that they've, you know, been saved, then pff, water baptism's available here, you know. And that's why you've seen in the past few weeks, we, we dedicate, you know, infants who can't make that decision yet. Um, we, we dedicate them to the Lord and we baptize those who are old enough to consciously make that decision. Um, we baptize... Because not only Jesus was Jesus baptized himself, but he also commanded us to do it. He told us to be water baptized. Well, if he commanded me to do something, that's enough for me, right? We're going to do it by faith. We're going to do it by faith. Jesus said to do it, that's enough for me. Let's do it. Um, we also see baptism occurring on a regular bla uh, basis throughout the early church. As soon as individuals gave their lives to Christ, I'm thinking of like uh, Philip in the Enoch, you know? He's like, well, there's a puddle. Let's do this thing. Let's get baptized. You know, he, he, he dove right in. Jesus commanded this in Matthew 28, verse 19 through 20. We usually call this the what? You know? The great what? The great commission. Yeah, therefore, go! That's our, our third vision here at the church. Go! Go and make disciples of all the nations. And what are we supposed to do? Baptize them. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So guess what's going to happen today whenever you're getting baptized? I'm going to baptize you what? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Anything we're doing here is just what the Bible tells us to do. <laughs> right? It's all we're doing. And also teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. That's why we've got different classes available. That's why I stand up here and breathe up a whole bunch of hot air, you know. Because we want to teach people to obey the word of God. Everything that Jesus commanded us. And Jesus gave us a promise. And surely I am with you. Always to the very end of the age. 
So who is to baptize? Is this for clergy and ordained and licensed and certified ministers only? Are we the only ones good enough to baptize people? No. No, baptize people. Oh, this is, this is rough teaching. Dunk them. Dunk them. Yeah. Anyways, because baptism, in all reality, it's not some kind of magical assurance of salvation of eternity. You don't get saved by this act. It is an act of obedience that we do after we've made the choice to follow Jesus. We do not earn acceptance into heaven by good works, including water baptism. You can't earn your way into heaven. It just can't work. We do good works, including water baptism, out of a heart of gratitude for what Jesus already did on the cross. He already paid it all. He did it all. Our salvation is gained through faith alone, right? Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. So by God's grace, you've been saved, but it's through our faith. God's grace through our faith. It's not from us. It's the gift of God. And it's not by our works so that no one can boast. If you're going to boast in anyone, who's it going to be in? Jesus. He's the one that did the work, right? Then God places his Holy Spirit within us and a new person begins to form inwardly. Religion tells you, you clean up your act and then God will accept you as you are. We tell you, and the Bible tells you, God cleans you up from the inside out. It's a process. It's the Holy Spirit that changes us into a new person. What did Jesus call people who look good on the outside? Whitewashed tombs, right? You look good on the outside, you got your religion on. But inside you're dead. So what good is it? Because in the end, you're going to go to hell anyways. (laughs) You know? We got to be a new person from the inside out. That means in in an instant when you receive salvation, everything changes and yet nothing seems to change. You know? It's a process. We came up with a churchy word called sanctification for this. The spirit making you that new life, that new creation. And and we learn about that here in 2 Corinthians 5, 16, 17. And I swear I'm almost done. Bear with me here. Before I wear a hole in the carpet. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, 17 says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Don't look at people the way the world does, right? We once regarded Christ even in this way, but we do so now no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what people say about you. Who cares what the world says? You're a new creation. Who cares what your spouse says about you? You know you're a new creation. So you be that new creation, and guess what? They're going to start to notice a change. They're going to start to notice a change, and then they're going to ask you the reason for the hope that's in you, right? Jesus has done a miracle in your lives. You have been made new. Believe it by faith, and then the results will come. We know we're a new person. We know we're not the same as we used to be. And yet our old days have a way of hanging on to us, don't they? That old self. We know that we ought to think and act better, but it's a struggle. Don't think that something's wrong with you. Don't believe for a moment that you're not saved. Because you're struggling with old habits. Because they're trying to trip you up. That doesn't mean your salvation wasn't genuine. It is a lifelong process of shaking off that old self. And embracing the new. It's a transformation from the inside out. And it is a lifelong process. 
until you finally do get that new body where this flesh is gone. Then you don't struggle anymore. And again, we use that word sanctification. This is where we get this whole process from. And I'm going to read through it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 17. Since then, you, you have been raised with Christ. Okay, believe what the word of God says about you. You have been raised with Christ. You're a hybrid. You're here on the earth, yet you're seated in heavenly places. Right? You're in this flesh, and yet you've got this spirit inside of you. You're a hybrid. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. He's seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. If Paul's telling you to do it, that means it's a choice. What are we going to think about? What are our hearts going to long for? The things of heaven, the things of the kingdom of God, or earthly things? We have a choice now. Now that we've been saved, we have a choice. Because you have died. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Because you've died. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. So put to death whatever belongs to your old earthly nature. And he goes through his whole list. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of all these things, God's wrath is coming. And you all used to walk in these ways in the life that you lived. But now you've got to get rid of those. And also anger. Get rid of rage, malice, slander. Get rid of filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other anymore. Because you've taken off your old self with all of its practices. And now you've put on the new self. Which was made in the knowledge of its creator. In this new life, there's no Jew, Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. Rather, all is in Christ and Christ is in all. Therefore, since you are God's chosen people, since you are holy, which just means set apart, since you're dearly loved, then clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, with patience, bear with one another, forgive one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these other things, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are all called to peace. And be thankful. Be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell richly among you. As you teach and admonish one another and encourage one another with all the wisdom. Through psalms, through hymns, through songs from the Spirit. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether it's in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do it all in Jesus. So what should you expect whenever you're baptized? Well, I'm going to tell you this morning that everybody's experience is different. Some people walk up and go into the baptismal and they're water baptized and they come back up out. And you know what changes? They feel wet. Wetter than they were when they went in at first. I can see that will be your experience. But some people are like, oh, disappointed because it's like, God, I don't feel like a new creation. That's okay. You're still a new creation. Receive it by faith. You are. You are forgiven of all of your past sins. 
old person's gone. You're a new creation now. Some people do sense a stronger presence of the Lord and anointing falls on them. Some people get baptized in the spirit and they're just a whole new person coming out here speaking in tongues and rejoicing and praising God. Don't fake anything. Let your experience be your experience. Don't try to put on anything. Just let God do his work. Whether you feel anything or not, receive it by faith. Make that declaration, I am a new creation, right? Yes, some of you may feel that weightiness of your sin gone. You may feel like just light, a brand new person up here. No matter what emotions you experience or do not experience, just know that by the blood shed by Jesus Christ on the cross, you are forgiven your brand new person. So lastly, how do we water baptize? All right, so this is really important if you're getting water baptized today. Is it cold? I don't, I don't know. We'll find out here. No, it's not, actually. It's, whew, it's feeling good. <laughs> Many water baptisms have been frigid and very uncomfortable here. So thank you, Seth and Stan and Daryl. Woo! Even though there were many failures, even this year around, we're good to go. We got them all taken care of. So what I'll ask you to do is to come on forward on the stage. There's, there's stairs over here to make it convenient. We got rid of all the cables so you don't accidentally chirp and embarrass yourself, you know. Um, there are very, very shallow steps leading down into the baptismal. I will meet you here. Um, we're going to have a microphone available here. Don't worry if you drop it in the water. It will not shock you. There's no electrocution <laughs> danger, okay? No fear today. <laughs> no fear today. But I am going to ask you, if you have received Jesus' salvation, and, and just answer, you know, I have, I do, yep, done, gone, and done it, however you want to, you know. I want to make for sure that you know what you're doing, that you have received his salvation. If you want to share a testimony, if you want to give God some glory, feel free to. This is your family that's here. Feel free to share. And if you're really shy and you're like, nope, that's okay too. <laughs> And then what I'm going to ask you to do, just as a practicality, is to kind of mummy yourself, like, you know, put your, uh, your, your arms together, okay? And this is for twofold purpose. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put one hand behind your back and another hand on your arms, and that's so I don't go groping any ladies accidentally, you know? We, we don't any inappropriateness here. But what I'm going to do is, I'm going to, this is your decision. I don't want to force you to do anything in Christ, when you are ready to put to death that old self, just bend your knees and lay back. Gotcha, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support you, but I'm not going to force you under. I'm going to support you, and when you're ready, we'll bring you back up, and then you can walk on up, and you're, you're water baptized. Right? Woo. Yep. In fact, I missed a step. Because it's my step, it's not your step, but whenever you're ready, you know, I'll say, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I baptize you. And that's your cue to go back, to come forward. And that's really it. If you did not come prepared today, it's okay, we've got extra towels. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you my clothes if they fit you. It's, it's funnier if they're too small for you, that's even better, you know, fat man. But, uh, 
No, but th the thing is, this is a celebration this morning. It's a celebration. You're a brand new creation, right? And I believe this morning that one of the things that the Spirit wants to do is actually encouraging you to be baptized to put to death those old religious mindsets. I believe some people came this morning that have been water baptized already. Doesn't matter if you have been. Today's a new day. I believe that God is laying on someone's heart heavenly. You know what? I don't want to be that old person anymore. I don't want to have to look like I'm somebody or act like I'm somebody or, or talk a certain way. I just want to be me. I want freedom in Christ. I believe that God is calling you to be water baptized this morning to let that old religious stuff die in the water and raise up again in the freedom of Christ so you can be the person you were created to be by God the creator. Yep. All right, so I'm going to actually uh, sneak into the side room here and throw on um, water you know, trunks. If anybody else wants to change his plan to be water baptized, you can. But there is no need to be. You can jump in as you are. And so as I'm doing that, I'm beautiful bride, you're, you're on this morning. If you want to pray or talk or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I got my guitar over here if you want to try to play a little song. No? no I don't okay. Think so. um, okay, put on the spot again. Happy birthday to me. Um, <laughs> um, so if you are wanting to get baptized, maybe we'll go ahead and start a, a line or something. Um, and that way we can be ready when he's ready and... And he'll walk you through that, I'm sure. Um, but it is an exciting day for those who are. And, and it's an exciting day for us as a church family to support that. And, and just like I said before, just to be a part of your, your event today that's going to change, change things. And just declaring who you are in Jesus and, and that you accepted him and that you want to take steps in your faith with him and your journey with that. So that's exciting. I know... Uh, you know, it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of that day for all of you. Um, yeah, just uh, excited. Uh, so, yeah, as you're getting ready, if you're ready, just go ahead and start a line here, whoever wants to be brave and, and get dunked first. Uh, I, I hope you don't aren't offended when I say that because I don't mean it in uh, negativity when I say dunked, but it's just fun, fun way to, to kind of talk about it. But it is exciting to to let our, you know, old self kind of go and, and choose Jesus as you walk out. Um, so we're excited for you guys, and uh, I think he might be ready now. <laughs> 